0: Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum! I'm your host, Cody Wagner, here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show! Hey, hey, hey everyone! Top three stories we'll be talking about today are the 2020 GMC Acadia unveiled with new 230 horsepower 2 liter engine, We'll be talking about the Hyundai Tucson N-Line, and we'll be covering the rest of the news. It's hot now. It's hot. it's not quite summer, but we're in April right now. It's very hot outside, well, outside my house. It's um, 61 degrees. Don't have a project car to work on, though. <laughs> or a go-kart. That, that would also be uh, something I'd be working on in this weather. Yeah, by the way, if you're wondering, if you keep track, yes, I went to the Denver Auto Show as media and yes i got content that will be coming soon as to martin am rb003 to have 1000 horsepower and e all-wheel drive and will cost more than one million because the am rb003 isn't that a, a if i remember correctly that's supposed to be a baby valkyrie and I'm kind of surprised they're giving a baby Valkyrie 1,000 horsepower, E all-wheel drive, which I guess is electric all-wheel drive, you know, with the motors and stuff, and it'll cost a million. Because now how much is the Valkyrie going to cost? Or the Valkyrie, how much is that going to cost? If that's going to be a million. Which I'll be brutally honest with you, I kind of doubt it will be that expensive. Maybe 980,000. But I'd be surprised if they genuinely got past the one million mark with that. Toyota CHR ne- Neon Line by JBL. It wants to provide... Oral delight. What? They want to provide delight with it being a very bright color. Okay, I don't know what to do for that. 2019 Honda HR-V Sport is the fastest model of the range and still has a manual. China Citroen C4L gets brand new interior and bodywork is still the same though. Genesis G80 coming down under in June with 3.8 liter V6. New 350 horsepower entry level Ford Mustang to premiere in New York? Maybe, who knows. BMW throws 171 images of the 7 Series, hoping we'll get used to the new face. And I can absolutely assure you, I will not get you. I mean, I might get used to it, but I'm not going to like it. Because that face is, let's be real here, an atrocity. And let's actually, I wasn't planning on doing this. But let's actually step away for a little bit. Do you, And the, we'll step away from the news and let's talk about something I was doing, I think, for like the past two days. Do you guys watch VinWiki? It's, uh, they're a YouTube channel. And they basically do a lot of car stories, and I've been watching way too many of those videos, especially especially the ones with uh, Casey, the guy who runs Genius Garage, and, and all those stories of his project cars and the race cars and, and the races that he did. They made me look. They made me go on Craigslist, and like, and I was like, you know what? I should go on Craigslist and see if there are any cheap race cars in Colorado. And there's a handful, not many that I actually, that I actually want, or those videos. I was doing good staying off Craigslist and not looking at, you know, a useless mess. And now, and now I'm back to doing that because that, the video, the videos got me into it again at cars on Craigslist, except this time it's race cars, project cars. I'm a, <laughs> well, I say I'm a little sad. I am kind of sad at the listings because A, most of them, are kind of extensive and be n- none of which I really want. I don't need to be thinking about project cars. I've got too much work as it is. Uh. Although I will say, if race car doesn't have a lot come up, but if you type sports car and then you limit the year on Craigslist to, I did 1985 yesterday, a lot more interesting options come up for potential race cars. Some of which, despite I think being, you know, project race cars or something, don't they don't actually come up when you type race cars at all which is both annoying and very confusing i mean i just typed in sports car and a jeep commando a 1970 jeep jeepster commando that's not a sports car i mean it's seven grand and it looks good but that's not a sports car <laughs> what the mess i will say though there is a 1961 austin healy sprite race car apparently in conifer for a thousand dollars it's kind of it's basically a body and a chassis that's that are that both seem fairly broken to me. It would probably be a good project, but it would also be a lot of work. That someone else has a 1989 BMW 325 race car in Boulder. It looks like a, uh, kind of like a lemons car for 7700 which means that it's probably far too expensive to be a lemons car. Anyway, that aside, let's get on to a, f- a bit more news and then we'll talk about, we'll get onto the Important news stories. 2020 Volvo XC60 and V60 gain 415 horsepower Polestar-engineered T8 versions. Bentley Bentayga V8 design series debuts with posh visual enhancements. McLaren's Grand Tour drops heavy camo to reveal sensational looks, despite the fact it's still behind a good handful of camo. Not not the thick stuff, but just the swirls. How do we know it looks good? It's still behind a... I'm not saying it looks bad. I'm not saying it will look bad. I'm saying it's too soon to tell. Ford brings back Puma as a small crossover. It will go on sale this year. I'm a little disappointed about that, but it actually looks... It almost looks adorable. It has four GT-looking headlights. From what I'm seeing in this, uh, it, I don't know, the image doesn't say much, but I want—I don't know if there are better images. There, okay, there are not better images, but still, it looks like it has four GT-inspired headlights, which I quite like. I quite like it. The test car is nowhere near as attractive. Good grief. I'm just looking at some of the spy shots on the article, and ooh, boy. BMW introduces long wheelbase 3-series for China. Make way, new 444 horsepower Ford Explorer plug-in hybrid is coming to Europe. 2019 Ford Torino custom plug-in hybrid brings electrification to people carriers. 2020 Ford Escape is here. It's also called the Cougar. And that's also been unveiled. Apparently, the next article below, it says the new Ford Cougar reinvents itself. It's a stylish SUV with three electrified options. Stylish? Eh, I mean, okay. Stylish? Maybe. Does it look like it could be a fashion statement? Yes. Does it also kind of look... It actually looks very Korean. Very, like a Kia Kia or a Hyundai, it looks very Korean. And that's not not bad, it just doesn't quite look like a Ford to me. Then again, the other question is, what does look like a Ford anymore? Or what does a Ford look like, I should say. Hyundai launches i10 and i20 Play Special Editions in the UK. And now it's time to get on to the Acadia. In its third year in the market, the second generation GMC Acadia has received a mid-cycle refresh, which brings both stylistic and technical updates. Expanding the engine lineup is a new two-liter Turbo 4 with cylinder deactivation. Why? <laughs> Why do you need <laughs> what the mess? Why do you need cylinder deactivation on a four-cylinder engine? You have you only have four cylinders, and it's only a two-liter. And on a car as big and as heavy as an Acadia, and I'm not saying the Acadia is especially heavy, but it's not light. Not light not light enough to make it to give the two-liter engine an easy time, why would you add cylinder deactivation? You're just trying to make life even worse for that tiny little engine. Look, that to me just seems like a gimmick. Like, oh yeah, our four-cylinder engine has cylinder deactivation. Look at how advanced we are. What are the actual MPG numbers going to be in the real world? That engine is going to be struggling under all that weight, and especially if it had, if this, uh, because the one in the the hero image, Acadia, the Acadia in the hero image has these off-road style tires. Imagine how hard that engine, I, and I bet you it goes to a three-cylinder mode, maybe a two-cylinder mode. Imagine how hard that engine has to work just to keep, just to keep the car at 60, so just to accelerate, and, it, and to be fair, it would probably activate the other cylinders if you call on a lot of power, but still, just to keep it going at 60. That must be a pain for that engine. And if it if it is a cylinder deactivation that goes down to two cylinders, you basically have a motorbike. You're going to have a vehicle that has as many cylinders as a motorbike does, but it's far bigger and far heavier. I was about to say you're basically going to have a motorbike engine, but that's not true at all. But you are going to have a vehicle when in that mode, it has as many cylinders as a far lighter Maybe not more aerodynamic, but a much lighter motorbike. Like a Harley or something. That's bad. But that's but that's just speculation right now because it doesn't say how many cylinders it drops. Anyway, this little engine pushes out 230 horsepower and 258 pound feet of torque. That's not enough. And joins the 2.5 liter i4 and 3.6 liter V6 as standard on the SLT and Denali grades. Replacing the previous 6-speed automatic gearbox is a new 9-speed auto. GMC claims it offers better optimized acceleration and efficiency while also freeing up more storage space in the central console by having an electronically controlled gear selector instead of the regular transmission shifter. The suspension has been updated to enhance both handling and ride comfort and models powered by the new engine have a standard e-boost brake system. Visually, the 2020 Acadia sets itself apart from the outgoing iteration with new front and rear fascias. The brand's C-shaped lighting signature, black chrome-accented grille, side mirrors with integrated LED turn signals, and unique alloy wheels with all-terrain or all-season tires complete the package. It also has a new 8-inch touchscreen infotainment system with a higher resolution and improved voice recognition, a new wireless charging pad, two USB-C ports, high-def reversing camera, and a new heads-up display with late availability rounding up the list of updates. The 2020 GMC Acadia won't go... Sorry, will go on sale this fall, with pricing details to be announced closer to that date. It will be manufactured at at GM's Spring Hill facility in Tennessee. Yeah, I'm sorry, I just... I don't understand why do you need cylinder deactivation on on an engine that only has four cylinders and is only two liters. And now that we know, it only has 230 horsepower in a car, vehicle that weighs more than four thousand pounds why it doesn't the the engine does not have enough power or and i would say it doesn't have enough displacement to warrant such a technology you're just adding stress onto the engine on a hemi it makes sense because you're going to save fuel and and in its v6 mode it'll have enough power to get to get it along more than easily at highway speeds not a little four cylinder and don't get me wrong a charger the charger and the charger are over for i don't think the v6s are but the hemis are the hemis are certainly even in the v6 mode because you know bigger engine size and there's still all that other rotating assembly but still it'll be fine in an engine like that and it makes sense in an engine like that not a four cylinder what cylinder is there to deactivate really what cylinder is there to deactivate i just don't get it it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, we'll continue on with the next few stories after the break. Did you know Cody does more than just tell the news? He's writing articles on cars as well. Be sure to check him out on Mopar Insiders at www.moparinsiders.com and on DriveTribe at HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www.drivetribe.com. Now back to Cody at Cody's Car Conundrum. Alrighty, we are back. All new Buick Encore to debut in China will be joined by Compact Encore GX. And actually, before we continue on with other news, let's get on to the Hyundai Tucson N line. After failing to reveal the Hyundai Tucson N line at the Geneva Motor Show, like many expected, the South Korean automaker has just taken the covers off the punchy SUV. The Tucson is the first SUV model from Hyundai to receive end line treatment and depending on the market, will be sold with three powertrain options. The first of these is the 2-liter CRDI 48-volt mild hybrid engine introduced to the Tucson family last year. This powertrain is the most powerful and delivers 182 horsepower. Those who don't want or need the hybrid technologies can also opt for the turbocharged 1.6-liter TDI petrol engine with 174 horsepower. The final powertrain option sees the company's familiar 1.6-liter CRDI diesel engine combined with the 48-volt mild hybrid technology of the 2-liter model power trains can be coupled to a two-wheel drive or four-wheel drive system and optioned with either a six-speed manual six-speed manual gearbox or a seven-speed dual clutch transmission hyundai has adorned the tucson n-line with a number of sporty styling tweaks the front for example consists of a tweaked bumper with different air intakes revised led daytime running light running lights a dark chrome front grille and black bezels around the headlights hyundai has also implemented black window surrounds and the and body color door handles all tucson enline models sit on a set of 19 inch alloy wheels painted black other exterior add-ons include a black rear spoiler black roof and black wing mirror caps those inside the sporty tucson will find a host of black leather and plastic parts which are offset with red stitching across the dashboard steering wheel and seats the gear selector also features some red touches while aluminum pedals are also present all models include a nine speaker krell sound system as standard while a panoramic glass roof is an option to be sure, the tucson n-line offers a driving experience to match its looks the end performance division has firmed up the dampers and modified the electronic power steer power steering software the hyundai tucson n-line will hit the market in may and be offered in nine different colors i'm sorry but for an n-line 174 horsepower is very disappointing even 210 would be very disappointing 2020 toyota yaris hatchback is a mazda 2 in disguise Japan-only 2019 Nissan Days... Days? Or is it Daisy? Probably Days. Comes in three distinct flavors. New Dacia Tech Road range-topping models, now available in the UK. 2020 Jeep Gladiator starts at $33,585, arrives at dealers this summer. Fully loaded 2020 Jeep Gladiator Launch Edition costs $60,815. Skoda Octavia Sportline slots under the VRS starts from £23,870. Or probably 28, 27 here in the U.S.? McLaren sent a GTR to make a track debut at one on April 6th. Oh, so it just happened yesterday. Cool. BMW finally adds 382 horsepower M40i to new Z4 online configurator. 2019 Mitsubishi EK Wagon and EKX Key Cars. Detailed as sales begin in Japan. 2020 Mercedes AMG GT enters production. First one out is a GTR Pro. 2020 Nissan Versa will be unveiled on April 12th. All-new 2019 VW on gets $35,845 price tag in the U.S. Huge 2019 VW Jetta GLI gallery helps you choose your favorite model. 2020 Lincoln Corsair teased as MKC replacement ahead of NY Auto Show. 2020 Hyundai Sonata to be sold globally with 1.6 liter turbo and 2.5 liter engines. 2020 BMW 1 Series will have i3 tech and firm's most powerful 4-liter engine. 2020 Mercedes-AMG 35 Junior Performance sedan has 302 horsepower and does 0-60 in 4.7 seconds. Chevrolet Captiva returns for a second generation as a rebadged Bojan 530. Skoda's Dynamic Plus package will make your Octavia look more like an RS. Ferrari P80C breaks cover as a one-off-track-only supercar based on 488 GT3. Ford wants to sell you the Ranger with the new black appearance package. China's refreshed, refreshed 2020 Buick LaCrosse premieres with sharper styling. I really can't tell the difference, to be brutally honest with you guys. Aston Martin DBS GT Zagato comes bundled with DB4 continuation. Costs 6 million pounds. So basically... As far as I understand it, if you get a DB4 continuation, you'll also get this DBS GT Zagato. Or it might be the other way around. Either way, you get one car, you get another one. China's Kia K3 sedan gets Maserati-style grille and a FEV version. 2019 Chevrolet Onyx sedan revealed in China before global rollout. New Kia KX5 compact SUV is China's Sportage with a more serious face. Porsche Cayenne Coupe is what the Cayenne should have been in the first place according to CarScoops, and I don't actually agree. I mean, it doesn't look bad to me. It's just, I think the McCann looks better. I genuinely believe the McCann looks better. Geely's X, SX-12 production SUV stays true to concept to concept icons styling. That was a bit of a weird sentence. Li sorry if I got that wrong, launches with one SUV with six seats, four screens, and a hybrid powertrain. Geely GE11 electric sedan could help the brand expand in foreign markets. 600 horsepower Mosquito Supercar wants to become the Czech Republic's Brabham BT62. I don't think calling it a Mosquito was was a brilliant name, because that just makes me wonder if it's going to suck the life out of me as I'm driving it. Like a Prius. Hyundai Nexo SC- FCV will cost you more than a Range Rover Sport in the UK. Offered in a single configuration, Hyundai's new Nexo FCV costs a staggering 65,995 pounds. Skoda will launch more than 30 new models by 2030. Lister's new 666 horsepower LFTC is a topless Jaguar F-Type dipped in steroids. BMW drops first 2 Series Grand Coupe teaser ahead of November LA premiere. Ford Taurus is alive and kicking in China. Gets a mid-cycle facelift that doesn't look half bad. 2020 Mercedes GLC Coupe combines sportier styling with more power. See the 2019 Audi R8 Coupe and Spider facelift from every angle in Mega Gallery. Jaguar F-Pace 300 Sport and Checkered Flag Editions unveiled with extra everything. See the new 2020 Toyota Supra in all eight color options. New Chevrolet Onyx is yet another compact sedan for China. China again. China's 2020 Buick Encore 2 to sit alongside new Chevrolet Tracker. Tesla gives Model 3 a 5% power increase via software update. And that is it. That is all that we have for this part. We're not done yet. I will see you all after the break. Are you a huge fan of Cody's Conundrum? You can now purchase Cody's Conundrum merch, which is long-sleeve and short-sleeve shirts on www.tidyurl.com slash ccc merch. Now back to Cody at Cody's Car Conundrum. Okay, we are now going to talk about, let me see here, we're going to talk about the Cayenne Coupe, which is very meh in my opinion, and uh, we'll be talking about that new Ford Escape. So let's get to the Escape first. My earbuds just dropped. Okay. Ford's all-new Escape crossover is meant to be safer, smarter, and more versatile than any past iteration. It's also available with... Sorry for the fan, I forgot to turn it off. It's also available with both a standard hybrid and a plug-in hybrid powertrain to go with various drive modes and driver assist features. Every model in the Escape lineup is said to be... is said to target an EPA estimated range of at least 400 miles with the regular... Hybrid in front-wheel drive spec, targeting a best-in-class, EPA-estimated range of more than 550 miles. This all-new Escape brings a sleeker, sportier design with the capability to take you on just about any of your life's adventures. Stated Ford President for North America, Kumar Gahodra. With our class-leading hybrid powertrains, customers will spend less time at the gas station and more time on the road. The all-new escape stands lower wider and is longer than the current iteration not to mention it's 200 pounds lighter its shield shaped trapezoidal grille is inspired by the sixth generation mustang while the lower front end is said to borrow from the ford gt although overall the console- the crossover reminds us of the latest ford focus hatchback according to ford the new escape isn't just about looking sporty but also driver enjoyment the automaker claims this is the most fun-to-drive Escape ever. This new vehicle performs like no other Escape before, said Escape Chief Pro- Program Engineer Jim Hughes. It's quick, it's responsive, and in staying true to the standards set by three generations of Escapes before it, it's a cow of a lot of fun to drive. Opt for the new 2-liter EcoBoost engine, available on titanium grade, and you get 250 horsepower and 275 pound-feet of torque, allowing for a 0-60 to 60 acceleration time that's up to 10% faster than the outgoing model. When properly configured, it can tow 3,500 pounds. Meanwhile, the all-new three-cylinder turbocharged 1.5-liter EcoBoost standard on S, SE, and SEL grades is projected to put down 180 horsepower and 177 pound-feet of torque and is rated to tow 2,000 pounds. For the sake of fuel efficiency, the 1.5-liter EcoBoost unit can shut down one of its cylinders in just 14 milliseconds. Okay, is the 1.5-liter EcoBoost a four-cylinder engine? Because in which case, again, why? Why do you need cylinder deactivation on what I believe to be a four-cylinder engine? And if it's a three-cylinder engine, even more why? Just good grief, what are automakers do? it like downsizing except cylinder deactivate all the things. Please, God, no. Then there's the all-new 2.5 liter Atkins cycle hybrid engine made to an electronic CVT. The front-wheel drive model is expected to produce a combined system output of 198 horsepower while also allowing for a top speed of 85 miles per hour in EV mode. The plug-in hybrid variant available on every trim, le- trim level except SE Sport projects an EPA estimated range of at least 30 miles in EV mode. As for charge times, it takes... T- up to 10 or 11 hours to fill out the battery using a 110-volt level 1 charger, while a 240-volt level 2 charger will drop that time down to 3.5 hours. Both hybrid models come with the following four EV modes. Auto EV, car decides whether to run on gas or electric. EV now, driver selects all electric driving. EV later, gas-powered driving to conserve juice for later. And the all-new EV charge mode, where the driver can can charge can continue to charge the battery while driving and generating electric-only miles for later use. The sliding second-row seats in the gas-powered versions give rear-seat passengers of the new Escape class leading legroom. In fact, Ford Executive VP of Product Development and Purchasing, Hao Tai Tang, said that you can get more legroom in the second row of the new Escape than you do in a full-size Chevrolet Suburban. In terms of cargo space, you get, 13, you get 37.5 cubic feet or 1061 liters in gas-powered models, while the regular hybrids briefcase-shaped battery measures just one-third of the just one-third the size of the old Escape Hybrid's battery. The Escape Hybrid, by the way, still features more headroom, shoulder room, and hip room than the current model, despite the slight drop in height. Finally, let's talk convenience features. Titanium models come with the all-new heads-up display system, which is a first for Ford in North America. Then there's also the available Active Park Assist 2. 2.0, and evasive steering assist, the Ford Co-Pilot 360, this one is standard, plus other clever tech like adaptive cruise control with stop and go and lane centering. In terms of connectivity, Ford Pass Connect is standard across the range and provides occupants with 4G LTE Wi-Fi for up to 10 mobile devices. You can also get wireless charging in 8-inch touchscreen, standard on ST models and above, an available 12.3 inch digital gauge cluster, and Sync 3 software with Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, Ford Alexa, and Waze Navigation. Last but not least is the available 575 watt 10 speaker B&O sound system. For its all new Escape is available in SSE, SE, SE Sport, SEL, and Titanium grades, and will be built at the Louisville Assembly Plant in Kentucky. While it will reach showrooms this fall in gasoline and regular hybrid guys the plug-in hybrid version won't hit the market until next spring not bad overall the rest of the car again it looks very korean to me but the whole car does not look that bad now for the porsche cayenne coupe the third generation porsche cayenne family is extending its arms to welcome a brand new version to the table featuring a sloped roofline and an overall sporty design this is the new porsche cayenne coupe Highlights include sharper lines than the regular model, a rear-end design that the automaker describes as being unique, eh, an adaptive rear spoiler, and either a panoramic fixed-glass roof fitted as standard or an optional carbon-fiber one. The coupe includes all the technical highlights of the current Cayenne, but has even more dynamic design and new technical details that that position it as more aggressive, athletic, and emotional, said Porsche chairman Olivier Oliver Bloom. The Cayenne Coupe also has a shallower front windshield and A-pillar compared to the regular version, while its roof sits roughly 0.70 78 inches or 19.8 millimeters lower. Other design features include the redesigned rear doors and quarter panels, a license plate bracket incorporated into the incorporated into the bumper, plus the previously mentioned active rear spoiler that extends by 5.3 inches or 134.6 millimeters at speeds of 56 miles per hour and above. Meanwhile, the carbon fiber roof option is a premiere for the Cayenne model line and is exclusive to the Coupe models. This option is available in one of three lightweight sport packages that also happen to include sport design features and the new lightweight 22-inch GT design wheels, fabric seat centers in Pepita, whatever that is, plus carbon fiber and Alcantara accents for the interior. In the Cayenne Turbo Coupe, the package also includes the Sport Exhaust System. Cayenne Coupe variants boast Porsche Active Suspension Management, or PASM. <laughs> P-A-S-M. PASM. I almost like that, but there's, there's a joke in there somewhere. As standard, as is the Sport Chrono package and the 20-inch wheels. Also standard are the 8-way sport seats and the rear bench with individual seat characteristics. Buyers can... However, get the comfort rear seats as a no-cost option instead. Speaking of sitting in the rear of this car, you sit 1.18 inches or 30 millimeters lower than in the regular Cayenne. There's 22 cubic feet or 622 liters of cargo volume, which you can boost to 54.3 cubic feet or 1,537 liters if you fold the rear seats. The turbo version has slightly less volume though with 53.3 cubic feet or 1509 liters with the rear seats folded and 21.2 or 600 liters with the seats in an upright position initially buyers will be able to will be able to order their new cayenne coupe with one of two engine options first you have the 335 horsepower 3 liter v6 on the standard version which also produces 332 pound-feet of torque and, and can get you from 0 to 60 in 5.7 seconds 5.6 with the light rates with the lightweight sport packages, and a top speed of 151 miles per hour. Then there's the flagship Cayenne Turbo Coupe model, which uses a 4-liter twin-turbo V8, good for 541 horsepower and 567 pound-feet of torque. In a straight line, it will get you from 0 to 60 in 3.7 seconds and has a top speed of 178 miles per hour. U.S. buyers can expect to see the new Cayenne Coupe in showrooms this fall with a starting MSRP of $75,300. The the top-of-the-range Turbo Coupe version costs upwards of $130,100. Both prices exclude the $1,250 delivery, processing, and handling tax. As for how it compares with its rivals from BMW, Mercedes, and Audi in terms of pricing, it's safe to say it'll cost you more. The BMW X6 is priced from $63,550, the Audi Q8 from $67,400, and the Mercedes-Benz GLE Coupe from $71,350. Yeah, I don't know. I I just think the McCann looks better, especially from the front. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening. I will see you all soon. And if you're, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. And if you do subscribe, hit the little notification bell. That way you'll be notified of all my uploads. Later, guys. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest.